I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave (laughs) tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Awakenings. It's great to connect with all of you here. So if you're new to the program, I hope it resonates with you, and I hope you feel at home or a second home for you all. Uh, We've got great insights and great chat in the Sacred Space of Empowerment Room, also known as the chat room. So if you're in the chat, welcome. There are also my cohorts, co-pilots, and sound engineers. They let me know how the sound is doing. How is the sound, everyone? Sound is so important. And, of course, we have today great guests on. Uh, Dynasty Electric will be connecting with us at the second half of the program. Jenny and Seth from Dynasty Electric. Um, We're going to be talking about sound healing and the role that sound healing plays in times of change, transition, and crisis. So, yes, um, if you're listening by phone, that's great. That number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And if you'd like to get a reading or chat, that uh, just press 1 on your keypad, and that will let you get in the queue. All righty. Uh, I also want to let everyone know um, I am doing more of the YouTube videos I did listen to. I believe it was Kathy that called in a couple weeks ago. Um, and I did do some, I pick a card, what your message for right now. But I do have a video up also of, for the weekly insights and channel guidance um, using oracle cards and tarot and channeling as well from the, the spiritual hierarchy over souls and just opening to the all that is spirit. And uh, really dived in. And uh, there's a lot of information also on the new moon today in Taurus. So you may want to check that out also uh, for extra support and insights and information. Also, my YouTube channel, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache, my blog, soulplayground.life. I do have a teleworkshop coming up. Uh, really, it's, we're going to be doing sacred ceremony. We're going to be doing wakeful dreaming, uh, shamanic inner work. Uh, it's a deep healing work using breath. Uh, and higher frequency sound and energy for ancestral lineage healing and connecting with the sage within your own inner shaman. And a shaman is an intermediary between what is seen and unseen, the denser realms of life, what's expressing, you know, earth, um, and the expanded realms of the subtle energy of of the spirit, of spirit realm and spirit beings. So if that's something that interests you, you can go to my website, soulplayground.life, 
um, in the events happenings workshop section. It's also on eventbrite.com. And it is this Saturday, April 25th, 1.30 p.m. Pacific time. Now, it's Pacific Coast time. Um, thank you, Tammy, for putting that link in the chat. Now, you can also get the recording and do it on your own. It's, it's something that people, sometimes people want to do this. They can't make it or time change or time difference. So that is a possibility. So, okay, everyone, I'm going to get to a couple questions, just touch upon, and then we're going to get to callers uh, for your readings or whatever you would like to share. And again, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. I also want to let everyone know, um, oh, Aloha Jay, nice in the chat. I taught a drumming class last month. Got students to 40 days of drumming in the midst of chaos. Wow. Yeah, out of chaos comes new order, you know, out of the uncertainty and chaos. Any artist knows that. There, there is a convergence of something that causes us to create, to paint, to write that poem. There's something that we need to express and experience auditorily, visually, you know, so the olfactory, sensing, hearing, there's something musically. There's something that we're working through, working out, or expressing and experiencing. And that is a lot about what is going on. Um, I also want to let everyone know, with great sadness, I'm going to do a post on this. Um, I have it written. I just really haven't had the headspace. Yoshi, the amazing, beautiful, radiant light being, Yes, Tammy, I sent you, I don't know if you got it, um, has crossed over and um, very peacefully, well, before she was having a lot of seizures and the medicine just would have taken too long. It was starting to work a bit, but it was uh, a week to three weeks out. And then also her legs, some of you told, you know, she was walking with a little sling and as one of my shamanic teachers taught me and told, told me and a good friend said, you know, she wasn't meant to go through the, all the other stuff. So she's very much in a transcendent form. I miss her terribly, dearly. But I also feel a lot of gratefulness and joy and happiness and peace. And she gave me the look. She was ready. I was really waiting. You know, animal beings, especially when they're very high conscious beings, that they've come in for a, a specific purpose, they will let you know. It's not, you know, a lot of people say, oh, she's staying here for you. And I was like, no, nah, it's not true. Nobody stays, nobody stays for anybody. <laughs> They're working their own stuff out. But um, she really didn't have anything to work out. But she really loved being here and loved all of you and everyone she met, everyone she touched. In fact, our vet, Dr. Shane, I'm Shane Veterinarian. Um, I really want to thank a lot. Uh, didn't charge for the service. So, um, yeah, she, everyone, I don't care if it was children, other animal beings, <laughs> adults, middle, all ages, Yoshi touched everyone with such joy and love and sassiness and be yourself and just living so in the moment. It was so healing. I, I remember one time walking down uh, Abbott Kinney in Venice, California, 
in this car full of I don't know teenage I don't know eighteen to twenty one year old no no you know really younger kids slowed down and they're videotaping and they said don't worry we're not videotaping you we're doing it from the your knees down we love your dog we're videotaping your dog. People would come over, little kids would pull on her, and she would just show them love. If you were sassy, I will tell you, she did not like people that were drunk or too many or drugs. (laughs) If we encountered them walking on the boardwalk sometimes, she would just turn away, turn away. She'd never fight. You know, she'd hold her ground. If another dog was around and was had unbalanced energy or aggressive energy, overly aggressive, she would walk away. So anyway, thank you all for being part of this. Um, oh, Athena, Donnie D, Shih Tzu, miss him, 17 and a half. Wow. Yeah, she almost made, she made it around right just shy of 16. So she was with me for 15 years. So anyway, wanted to let everyone know that. And uh, so appreciate you all being part of the journey with me, with her. She's still here. I feel her presence so much. It's just I can't hold her. I've been smelling her, some of her stuff, though, her towels and things. Um, but uh, she's just, she was, she left the body very quickly, and uh, she was expanded uh, to meet me back and my friends back at my house. Uh, we had to FaceTime the whole thing. I was with her, though. So anyway, wanted to let everyone know. Now, that brings me also, I just want to touch on a couple of, um, and hold that presence for her. Yeah. Questions, Rachel, uh, that emailed about dreams. Specific questions, it's always best to call in and or get a reading, a personal reading. But if you've been feeling, um, oh, White Kelly Lily, thank you so much in the chat for all of you. Yes. Love Yoshi. Everybody, in fact, we had a little song. Everybody loves Yoshi. Yes, yes, we do. Everybody loves Yoshi, including me and you. Yeah, such a beautiful being. So whatever she's reminding you of, know that that is within you. That was a lot of what she came to share, the heart energy, higher frequency, individual and universal heart energy that really only happens in just being you, you know. Oh, thank you all. Love you all so much. I just had to share that with you. And you'd look forward, there's going to be a post with some pictures of her. Um, so I want to just address a couple things with Rachel, who emailed in that she's been seeing uh, cats, leopards, seeing the outline of a cat, awful wolf eyes, a lot with eyes and asking if this is her spirit animal. Maybe have some shamanic something going on. I love that. Okay. And also some numbers. Now, she's seeing 1010. I want to talk about this. Those of you that are seeing 1010, that means there's huge change. And, of course, we've been having this huge change, Um, right? It's a turning point. And somebody likes my song in the chat. Thank you. Yeah, somebody, yeah, she's so cute. Um, so we're in a 2020 cycle, which is a double turning point, that 20. 1010 is the individual. It's a collective, but also where, however it's happening for you, it's a, it's a completion. So we're, we're having right now not just 
completions in our life, but karmic culminations where everything is coming. White calla lily, yes, 10-10 since the end of 2017. Well, that's about when it started was 2017. 2017 and for some people 2018. So it's ushering in the new cycle. I'm going to be talking about this. Um, I'm going to continue to be talking about it here, but diving in more to on another platform. Uh, where I can manage a little more and go a little deeper. And because some of the things that are coming up for people might be a little jarring, you know, might be a little, um, yeah, jarring, a little jarring. We are in the rude awakening part of the awakening phase. So many of you are awakened to a certain level, but now it's getting more into the mainstream or into the, the belly of our system, the center of our system. So if you are seeing animal beings, look and see what are the qualities. You're seeing eyes, which is very interesting. That fourth chakra is really being activated right now, the individual heart, the heart connection, and as we connect to the universal heart. And that sixth chakra, the third eye. So it's about learning to see without the physical eyes. And I got to tell you, a lot of, especially the last two years, what I went through with Yoshi, um, I had to become very telepathic. We were really like one. I had to and I had to understand, you know, not only what her vocalization or a bark or a whimper or a look meant, but if she was trying to scoot because she didn't have the use of her back legs to go out, was it, you know, to go relieve herself? Was it food? Was it water? And so you stop, and, and also in this, in this time right now, this crisis, this change point, this chaos, you have to trust your intuition. You have to trust your sensing to see what is needed because you can't use the physical eyes. If we only use the physical eyes, we will only see the chaos. We will only see the destruction. We will only see and feel the fear, right? We will only see that things are falling away. We won't see what's being built, and what's coming together. And that's where many of us fit in. We fit into what's What's what we're building, what we're creating, that collaboration. And so James also emailed in, which sparked something um, about with his question of more happening, right? That there seems to be more to bring more people uh, together, okay? Uh, which James called it a thought bubble. And having the throat, the third eye chakra being activated, rubbing the throat which the throat is self-expression, but it's also connected right to the ears. So it's listening to our inner hearing, our inner knowing, our inner guidance. Um, and, and it's the higher, it's the expanded octave of the third chakra of our, of our identity. So once we've healed enough of the third chakra wounding, inner child wounding, wounding of identity, we come in to express more clearly ourselves, right? And then he was saying, I felt pressure around my heart chakra. That's my whole chest wanted to lift out. Yeah, it is. It's opening. For many, it's heartbreak to heart through. It's heart opening, however it happens. And when you add these together, we get a 15-6 um, It's entry into the 5D vision looking more 5D. 
we are in the we are in the most all dimensions, but where are we most prominently living is the three and four and an entry level into the five. So the three and four, there's a lot of chaos. The four is that transitional. But what helps us is the heart chakra. Not emotionalism. It's the ability to process and be in the heartbreak, the heartache, the wounding, but heal from the wounding, the childhood wounding, the societal wounding, the generational wounding, the ancestral wounding, the societal wounding, the, the collective wounding, right? The culture, the cultura, whatever the, the wounding from the various systems of thoughts and, and groups. As we do that, we come, come into coherence. Now, why is the heart so important? And it's not we say seeing from the heart. No, it's deeper than that, everyone. It's about resonance and coherence, right? We've learned from heart math that the heart is 60 times stronger, has more electromagnetic frequency than the brain, and 100 times more magnetic than the brain. So the brain is an the brain is an analyzing and computating function. But the brain is looking at in a way data where the heart and the gut are feeling that data as to what it what it means if it's if it's life enhancing or it's coherent. When we get to the creative aspect, of course, we're using that brain or when we're vocalizing or communicating. So it is very important, the logic, the reason, the data. Taking the data, what are you feeling in your heart? What are you feeling in your gut? And you synthesize it, and the brain will give you some kind of computation. But it, more, than, more than any time, it's always been important, but more than any time, it has to be connected to your psyche your psychic ability, your insight from the soul, the higher self. It has to come from the higher plane. And so there is this portal that we're going through that we're living more and more 5D with the five-dimensional awareness and experience and expression. My thought to you is to not get too caught up in what seems to be happening 3D, 4D, right? 4D is actually the energy around the object. An object is 3D, but the space around it is a 4D dimension. So many of you are probably feeling more. More anxiety, more confusion, more fear, more awake, more aware, more love. Everything is more heightened because you're getting used to being more in the etheric realm more in the subtle energy and less in the denser realm. And you're meeting more your light body to lighten you up out of what this means. Right? And things like Reiki, energy work, sound work can help this. Thursday night before Yoshi crossed over on Saturday, Thursday night, I knew I was letting her go. And I was like, you know, you see in the movies or on 2020 or these shows, wherever you are in the world, there's those shows about people going to, you know, the death row, the execution, they can't walk. They have to be, you know, helped, right? Or back in the day, the gallows. My legs literally were giving out because I didn't want the next minute, the next 
few minutes, half hour, hour, because I knew. I, my guide said Sunday, Sunday, but she actually went sooner because she gave me the message, let's go. And all of a sudden, I went back in my room, and I sat down, and I was leaning against my headboard and my pillows, and all of a sudden, I felt this amazing lightness, love, uplifted. I was sad. I had been crying. And then I felt this joy, and all these things were that were opening, all these things that were coming in, this newness. Not that I wanted to push her out, because I would have kept doing, you know, because of such love. We all do that. We've, we all have had experiences. Or if you have it, may you have it at some point. Because to so fully be there for a being, especially one that's never going to age, she's, you know, to care for someone that's so vulnerable uh, as a little animal being, you know, fur baby, Yoshi, a little dog, little being, that's more than a dog, or infant that is so vulnerable or an infant that has illness, someone that has illness that can't, isn't going to grow older or isn't going to have words or isn't going to be able to get up and walk and just do something. Anyway, I felt this influence. I thought, it's not my guides, but what is it? I feel good. I feel happy. I feel joyful. I feel optimistic. I feel hopeful. I feel something new is happening. There's this new energy coming in and there's, there's, I have to respond to it. So Saturday, I texted a bunch of friends and letting them know what was going on. And one of my friends in New York, Lacey, shout out to you, who I've known forever, said, oh, I support you so much. I love you so much. I know this is difficult. It's the right thing to do. And then it hit me. I called her right away and I said, hey, were you doing Reiki on me? <laughs> and, you know, she, and she said, oh, how did you know? I said, because I felt it, I saw it coming in. It was like a light in the other room coming through where I didn't know the source was, and I knew it wasn't my guides. I could tell it wasn't my guides or my connection to source energies or spirit. It was a warm and loving but unfamiliar, unyet known shot of energy. And then I said to her, I said, it felt like a shot of light. And she said, that's the technique I use. It's called a shot of light. And she had been doing it. I asked her what time. I told her what time it came in. And she had been doing it for me and for Yoshi and Yoshi and I. So, uh, And she did it a whole time through. In fact, one of my friends said, you don't even sound sad. And I said, well, I cried before I called you. But this Reiki is holding me up. But I asked for this also. That's another thing. I did sacred ceremony before uh, we helped Yoshi release her body. I made an altar, and I got called in my shamanic teacher, my future self also, Juana Cuatro Vientos, Donna Chui, Iandalis, my guides, my whole team, my parents, everyone on the list, we called them in, and I said, you have to uplift me. You have to hold me up through this so I can do this with grace and ease. And they were there. But someone else answered that I didn't even ask. My dear friend, right? So, yes, why Kelly Lily do more Reiki? But it was interesting because it came in. Now, this is the beauty of this. When we're aware, when we slow down enough, we do have that help. So many friends, so many people, so many of you that got the email responded. Um, you know, and even if you didn't, it didn't matter. You were there in spirit. But we have to ask, and I asked for the upliftment, and I got it in the spirit realm 
but I also got it in the denser physical realm, and then I got that Reiki, and I felt it. I felt it. And also, the beauty of how spirit works and our, and our, and our higher self, it's orchestrating all the time. My friend who very, does very, very powerful Reiki, Lacey Rogovin in New York, she does distance, it works. She was not confident about her Reiki or her gifts. And I said, but you have to be confident now because you didn't even tell me you were doing the Reiki, and I felt it. You didn't even tell me in the text you did the Reiki, but I felt it, and I thought it, I knew it was you. That's why I called her right away and said, you're doing Reiki. Are you doing Reiki on me? Because I felt it, and it, it had this, and it was exactly what she had programmed the Reiki to do. So I share this with all of you to open up to more of these experiences for yourself. Because that is where we're going, where this is just a common occurrence. Whether you're seeing and feeling your loved one on the other side, maybe not as solid as somebody that is in the 4D, 3D world, you know, in denser physical form, but that you have that constant contact. You're aware of that constant contact, or you can connect into it at will or at need be. You can appreciate it. You can know that you're giving that to others also through your spiritual practice, your spiritual gifts, your soul gifts, your abilities, your posts, what you post, that you're giving a transmission of you of a higher vibrational love frequency through what you're posting, what you're sharing, what you're creating, what you're doing, how you're showing up. And in that, you're healing yourself, others, the planet, just, just by doing you, just by responding that ability to respond, to be where you're really at. Yes, Tammy, giving transmissions away to 10. Yes, it's the transmission. That's one of the things that I was taught, you know, in a lot of the work that I do, I was taught to relay and like the, the ability to give these transmissions, to open, to download, to receive, and then to transmit. But... So many do this. A little child does it in a certain drawing or painting or a little poem they give you, or they bring you in something from the yard or a loved one, anybody, a friend, showing up. There's a transmission. It's beyond the action. It's what's behind the action, and many could say it's the intention. All right, everyone, we're going to get to callers, 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. Thank you for letting me share that. It's part of what's happening is we're healing the wounds of separation and the extreme play of polarity, the polarity plane. I got that in my meditation today for the show. Releasing the beliefs that limit us. So those wounds of separation or that we're separate, we're alone. We separate out, yes. But there is always an interconnectedness. There is a constant contact. It takes us observing it and connecting into it in another way that we may not yet be familiar with, but it's going to get familiar. All right, let's get to callers. We can keep it kind of short. I want to get to every one of you. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, this is Amla. How are you? Hey, Amla, doing great. What's your question? Good, good. I can't hardly hear you. If you could turn your phone um, up or speak louder. Can you hear me? Now I can, yes. Okay, good. Um, so 
this is a specific question. Um, this has been back and forth. It's been it's a soul karmic thing um, with this guy. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, can you just tap into maybe his energy and what's going on with him and me? He's not very responsive. He's always been non-expressive and non-communicative. So, I don't know. I don't know. Do you sense us in a relationship okay, or is it? Amla, love you. You said the word karmic. Karmic yes. means learning. Yeah. Now, we are moving out of a focus of karmic relationships because so much will be just known and will just as is because we're moving more into resonance. When we have karmic learning lessons, there's a lot of, there can be a lot of dissonance, right? Yes. So what are you learning from this person? Well, it's just, it's, it's more like a, it's, I don't know if you've heard the term, but it's, it's like a twin flame thing in the sense when we're, Oh, I know all that. I've been, honey, I've been around a long time. It's it's a lot of different names. You're learning what you're learning, what it is. You're learning from this when people. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. This person isn't available, totally available. And so you're seeing in yourself where you're not totally available to yourself, where you haven't fully yet stepped in to your soul wonder, the soul fulfillment. And so this person, yeah, this person, and and we got to be careful. I'm going to do some uh, videos on this because not only coming as a metaphysician, a psychic channel, a medium, working with guides, but also as a therapist, the twin flame or twin soul, not all, it's, it's can be a cut off aspect of yourself. I don't yeah. like twin soul because our soul is whole and complete. That this person is showing you what isn't, what isn't going to complete or, or fulfill you or complement you is a better term that they're correcting me. Because right. he's showing you, he's bringing the piece to you of the glass half empty and he always will. Right. So as you step more into your soul fulfillment and live more fulfilled, you're going to attract someone that reflects that to you, not the wanting and not the longing. So as you're more connected to yourself and more available to yourself, that's what you're going to get. Somewhere along the line in your, in your part of its ancestral lineage in the family, you weren't fully okay. met. You were left longing. And many of us okay. have this. Soap operas and great, and great movies and, and songs. It's the yearning and the longing. But when right. we fulfill the, the learning and the, the um, longing, then we choose to have a compliment. We choose yes, to right. have someone participate yes. with us. So yes. this is where he's at. And he's not going to move in another direction. He's not going to He's given as much as he can. I hope you understand. Okay. Okay. He's not going to change. He's not going to grow. He is this reflection. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I but you right. can. Yeah. Yeah. And you can. See, that's one thing people are going to be, and this is the resonance and the coherence. We're going to realize that some people it's like a car. It's like a model. 
they are the model okay. they are. There's some cars, right? There's some computers where they say, oh, yeah, you can upgrade this. You can up, And then some may go, well, that computer's so old that we don't have the parts anymore. We can't upgrade it. Right. So right. some people are going to, yeah, they're not going to be changing. They will be around in form, but they cannot, they're not going to be upgraded in this form, in this dimension, in this form. Okay. All right, Amla, take care. Yeah. Much peace. Can I, just say one, can I just say one thing? It's just interesting uh, with the pandemic. I just want to validate something that you said. That's all. Um, with this pandemic, you're right. I was longing and I was yearning. And I thought, I really thought he changed because of this standstill with mm-hmm. the earth and, and humanity. So, thank you. Uh, I got you. Yeah. 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 And again, yearning and longing is cool. I have that and it makes great poetry, but do something with it. It's not for the other person. The yearning and the longing, Hafez, Rumi talks about this. Um, and Ayes Nin had to learn it the hard way. <laughs> it's not about the person or the relationship. The learn, yearning and longing. Yes, yeah. we miss people. We cry, but you, let your yearning and longing be for you, for spirit, soul, the God. And then right. satisfy it that way. And yeah. then focus on the relationship. All right, sweetie, big hug. Lots of love. And thank, thank you for so sharing. Much. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Yes, White Calla Lily, I'm going to. I'm ordered. Yes, please do a video on this, Michelle. Yeah, I've written on it a little bit um, because I feel people get caught up in the twin flame or using the term to glamorize the discord or toxicity they're experiencing in their relationships. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps people going, and I see it a lot on my, uh, you know, the YouTube since I've been in that community, which I absolutely love. A lot of the readers, I love what people are doing. But it's a churning out. I think it has a necessary piece or part, but the healing has to be done. And we have to change, on some level, we have to change the language of it, I would say. Okay, let's see what happened here. Okay, here we go. Paul, hello. Welcome to Awakening. You're on air. Hi. Hi. My name is, hi, my name is Lonnie. And first, I just want to express my thoughts and prayers with the passing of your little doggy. And I'm so thankful that you even are able to reach out to us and do this with us, even in your time of need. So I just want to express my gratitude and thanks for that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, this is the first show she hasn't been here. Uh, I know. But but she's here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, I have a question. Um, I I your am name again? Lonnie. Lonnie, Lonnie, okay, great. Lonnie, hi. And um, I've called a few times, and more so on my path of spiritual growth and journey. Mm-hmm. And I am thinking about working with a um, spiritual coach, and I just want to know mm-hmm. if this is the right person for me. Or if I'm in the right time and space to move forward with that. Well, what are you going to be doing with this coach, and how do you feel about this coach? Um, it's to um, work on um, overall spiritual growth, and I um, 
I'm a Christian, but I feel as though my beliefs are being challenged right now. And um, this spiritual coach, she identifies as a Christian, but not necessarily in the same context of a traditional upbringing. Yeah, so bringing in more of the Christian mysticism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. So as long as you, because I can't answer that question unless you have worked with them and then tell me some things that have come up. Because it, you know, and so I would say anybody that's bringing you back to your own, um, you know, your soul, your intuition, your inner knowing, you know, with some kind of emotional healing or clearing, working on emotions and patterns, um, is is always is always good. And as long as they're also doing their own work, they don't, you know, they're they're not just. The grand Cuba, um, then I think it's good. And I think just, yeah, try it. I think it's, you know, a lot of people's beliefs will be questioned. It's that time of that, as I read it as a psychic channel, mystic, but also in, if I look at the astrology, you know, it's, it is a falling away of religion and people having more of an experience with God or with Christ or Jesus. You know, it is, it is that time. And it being okay, many people do, and it hasn't been okay, or it's only been allowed for priests or ministers. So that fits in, and so if somebody can help you walk through that and navigate that, then I think that can be quite great, quite wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Let us know how it goes. Keep us posted. We'll love to know. And. um, I will. I sure will. Okay. Take care, Lonnie. Thank you. Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. Okay. Bye. Let's see. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. Oh, hi, Michelle. Uh, James. Ah, good to see you. How are you? I loved your, um, I touched upon your question. So how are you doing? Yes. um, Oh, well. Um, interesting times. Um, yeah. Uh, the energy this week, last few days, energy's just been um, wow. It's been really uh, um, knocking, knocking anybody, well, knocking me down at least anyway. But um, no, just the uh, and the dreams have been crazy lately. Um, Very vivid. Yeah, quite. Yeah, a lot of people are having a lot more dreams and a lot more vivid dreams. Right yeah. now, as the veil, um, that dream state is lifting. Yeah, like for instance, uh, last night or the night before, I was uh, I was in a uh, a mountain village in Iran with a group of people. Um, it was extraordinary, but anyway. Um, so um, you'll hear this a lot, but sorry to hear it, Yoshi, uh, but it was a life well lived. Um, yeah. From what I saw. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, and that that little um. Thank you for that little discussion on the Reiki healing that you had. Um, that was a, what, a, what a wonderful demonstration of, um, I guess, energy uh, transfer. Um, yes. I had a question about that as I heard it. I was just automatically started, I, I, was, I was thinking about just that, and you send energy to people and so forth. And I was thinking of a few people, and, and all of, as I thought of these people, I thought, no, nah, I, can't, I can't do it. I can't think, I can't send you anything. What 
what's that all about? If um, you know, some sometimes like your friend, you know, willingly sent you that that healing and you felt it and received it. But if you think of someone and you sort of feel an internal sort of block or hesitation, what's um, what's behind that? Do you think? Mm. I think it ties in with the question that you sent me about what's being activated, and I said that the third, you're rising above duality. We all are more and more. So in the way that I was taught, and I, I actually I, I like this belief around it, that um, nonspecific healing, like my friend said, you know, she had talked to me three or four days before, maybe four days, and she thought, oh, it's time or it's soon. I should tell her, but she didn't want to tell me. She didn't. She wanted me to make. So it's thought that um, non-specific prayer or energy work is always is always welcome because it connects to the soul, to the higher self, through the through the soul body, and then it gets distributed wherever it needs to go. Um, yeah. So if you feel a block, ask yourself. Are you, is it about you or your perception about that person not ready for it or needing it or available? Because it's like if you're willing, if you feel the need to give, it's like giving a gift, you know, of something, then I would say go for it. You know, um, it can't hurt. They can, like some people may not feel it. I'm very, you know, obviously very aware. I I felt, I, 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 I could feel it so distinct that I knew that it wasn't, from me or my guides, you know, right. or guardian angels or anything. I knew that it was something else coming in from somewhere that was very nice. And I was like, okay, this is great. Um, so that's what I would say is just to, I know sometimes people say, oh, I don't want this. In fact, uh, someone was telling me when I was relating this story, they had tried to do it for their sister or brother. Um, and they said, no, no, I don't want this. And then one time they did have it, but then they said, I don't want more because it makes me sleepy. So, yeah. So if it's, un- you know, again, if it's non-specific, and I think even Larry Dossie, who we had on this program at one point, Dr. Larry Dossie has a book out. I don't remember it. I have the name of the book. I have it in my collection somewhere. But they actually did studies, um, and Melinda McTaggart, of course, in the intention experiment, that whether it's using intention or prayer or energy work, when it's non-specific, a lot of times it works even better because you're just sending that, and then whatever is of the highest good for that individual will be worked through. Yep. Fine. Good. Okay. So how yeah, good. how does that fit for what you're thinking? No, that, that that's fine. Um, oh yes, I I think what how, how that work for me is then I'll I'll just sort of think of that person. And I'll let that that thought sit. And if I feel a natural inclination to send the energy, I'll do it. Otherwise, I'll just let it let it sit and and, and walk away from it, pretty much. Yeah, I think that's how I'll do it. Yeah, and that's a good point because sometimes I know with me when you're learning, sometimes it's it's also that we need to release trying to help someone or take care of someone because it's we've already given enough. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, yep. so usually it's the lesson yep. is for us. It's like we have to step away or not do anymore because it's it's out of balance now. We've done a lot. We've done enough. And mm. it's time to pull back. Yeah, yeah. Because on a, non-ego, on a non-egoic level, all beings always want energy work. 
you know, maybe not a lot, mm-hmm. sometimes less is, is you know, I, I'm thinking of sometimes animal beings, especially when I've worked on them, if they've had too much or too much massage and they're healing, they'll, they'll recoil, it's, it's too much, or they can't mm-hmm. handle anymore. So sometimes it can be that as well. But it sounds good, James, if you just t- connect into your own intuition and see what you're getting, I bet yeah. you'll even get the reason why, right, yeah, yeah. that, that, that yeah. is that. Yeah. Um, one, quick, um, one more quick question if I get your feeling on it. Um, your, mm-hmm. uh, your YouTube vid on about the new moon, and, and I think it was talking about sudden inter- interruptions of things. Um, yes. I had oh. a business deal. Yeah. Um, I had a business deal on the table, um, and I'm looking at it again, and the the cash flow of it doesn't look doesn't feel right. So I'm I'm just what. Okay, just generically, just that just business deal that's in front of me. Okay. Here's the deal. I do see things. Well, it does say to check it out more completely. Is it with? Mm. Is it with um, some kinds of uh, let's see, resources or stocks? Uh, it, it's stocks uh, it's with, or, it's, it's, it's to do with companies. It's, I, I, oh, I couldn't fix up okay. broken companies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's the perspective changed? Talking about the best perspective. Hmm. Okay. So detached, dispassionate perspective, but it does look like it could be something good for you, right? Does that make sense? Mm. Um, so. I don't know if it's going to be warm and fuzzy or how we'll get along. There could be some distance, you know, either long distance or there's some detachment or space around it. But other than that, um, there is something coming up for you too, either land or real property or could be oil or, or resources, something like that, whatever you call that's going to be coming up. That's something that you're going to get involved in. Uh, that okay. also looks like it's good. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll, we'll sit back and wait and see what that is. Um, okay. Great. Cool. Thank you for. Yeah, James. Always great to connect. Yeah. Thank you, Thanks, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Much peace and light. Bye. Hello. Welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Yes, hi Michelle. Stacy, just want to know what you see coming up with for romance, love this summer. Or... Okay, Stacy. Okay, well, definitely show someone that you're going to be talking to. Um, hmm. I get a couple of scope. You're. Mute yourself because I can hear you moving around, Stacy. Is that you? Yeah, can Hello? you hear me? Yeah, can yeah, you hear me? Be quiet cause it pulls. Yeah, I can hear you. So let's see. But um, I feel like there could be some. Yeah, there it is. Gemini, maybe even June. Feels like either someone from the past. I don't know, Stacy. You're crinkling stuff, and I can't tune in when you're crinkling. Oh, can you hear me now? Hello. Yeah, yeah, can you hear but me you're now? Making noise in the back. Yeah, you're making noise in the background. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have. Okay, otherwise I'll have to mute you. Cause yeah, 
Um, okay, so it does seem like there's someone you're going to be talking to, and then just it moves kind of slowly. I don't know if they're just friends, and you're talking to them, and you're not sure where it's going for a while, and then it ends up turning into a relationship. But I definitely feel it's more of a friendship. I don't know if it's online or you meet them at some kind of center. There's some kind of common interest that brings you together, and then it's this a lot of talking back and forth, a lot of communication, sharing information, maybe maybe books, things that you're doing, uh, and then it seems to open up. Okay. All right, Stacey, oh. it's posted. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Who am I speaking with? Oh, hi, my name is Christine. Hey, Christine, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, I would say my question is um, just being really nervous uh, lately and um, noticing um, some physical changes in myself. I don't know if it's hormonal or or stress. Would you be able to identify what you might pick up if it's stress, the hair loss, or it's hormonal? Well, I got hormone. I was getting hormonal imbalance and also something where thyroid adrenal. Okay. Okay. So the stress okay. is exacerbating it. Um, okay. So I feel like you want to ha- I, you would want to handle that, whether uh, holistically, naturopath, doctor, or somebody that does a little bit of both. But I do feel that there is something with the hormonal also. Okay. Um, I also, you may. I mean, there's wonderful supplements also like ashwagandha that help, or Siberian ginseng adaptogens that can help nurture, tonify the body, but also balance. So if somebody needs more calming, they bring calming. They bring stamina. uh, They bring energy. So perhaps look, you know, if you have somebody that you trust that you could do that, but that's the direction I would absolutely say. Okay. I wouldn't leave it because I also feel something with the metabolism. It's somehow affecting, um, I don't know if you're losing weight or gaining weight, but there's something of that with, with the nutrients also that you may not be getting also all your nutrients. And it's just due to the balance. There's just about an imbalance oh. there. Okay. Okay. I'm just writing this all down. So I'm going to, I'll get in touch with the, like a naturopath doctor, but then I'll, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll, maybe I'll just get my blood work done and check the uh, thyroid and adrenals. Yeah, I would. Yeah, the thing is, make sure. Yeah, they'll. I'm sure they'll pick up something, but the make sure because sometimes, unfortunately, conventional doctors a lot of times don't their numbers that that where they say that there is um, normal non-optimal not, right? health. Yeah, the yeah, non-optimal exactly. health, and I feel whatever it is, you can catch it. Um, okay. Yeah. Sometimes they miss it where a naturopath might be yes. a little deeper. Well, a doctor could be a, like I have a regular medical doctor, but he's also holistically trained. So he looks okay. at optimal levels as opposed uh-huh. to standardized levels. Optimal levels, okay. Just to, yeah. Okay. Okay. Because you will, you, can, you can turn things around. It doesn't have to get to a full blown disease. You know, you can turn right. things around. Right. Right. Or maybe just feeling a start of something, or something more on the mild side, but it's there. Mild side, yes. But we always have imbalance. We get imbalances, and especially as the body chronologically ages, and men and women, 
hormonal imbalance is a reality. Same with exactly. puberty, you know. Okay. All right, sweetie, keep us posted. Much peace. I think well, thank you. You're so welcome. I think we have time for one more and then our guest. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Michelle, how are you? I'm doing great right this moment. Who is this? This is Joan. Hi, Joan. Welcome. I'm at your question. I do. I just, I'm just wondering if you see any love or romance coming on the horizon in the near next couple months. <laughs> Well, definitely, I, I'm also hearing a Dave or David and a Steve. David, Dave. What was the other one? Steve? Steve, yeah. There's a few. Okay. Um, I yeah, do know a Steve. I don't know a David. But. Oh, you do? Okay, well, maybe the David is new. The Steve, then you could be contacting or they could contact you talking to them hearing something um okay let's see so that's one let's see what's coming up for you what's dating this year It's going to happen. I feel it's a little bit further off. I don't know if it's because you're not getting out, if you're quarantined, if you're in an area. It feels like it's more towards the end of summer, August, September. Um, I do see that Steve around you that is showing a date. There could be online talking and chatting, that kind of stuff. Although I do feel the person that you're going to be with is in person. Okay. Okay. And I see round tables of some sort. So I don't know if you're at a, a social function or someone's house. Um, but I hear you talking about all this stuff of coronavirus, COVID, where you went through, they went through. Um, there's something similar business-wise or business interest. It could be something like that. I don't know. I, it's so interesting. I feel young living oil around you for some reason. I don't know what that's about. Um but there's going to be something that you're doing or a part of that's going to bring you around another group of individuals. And that's where I feel this person is at. Awesome. Okay. okay. Interesting. Yeah. All that right. Sounds exciting. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Keep us posted. You're so welcome. Okay. All right, everyone. It's the second half of our program. And we're so lucky, so blessed um, to have back Jenny DeVoe and Seth Mysterka of Dynasty Electric. Uh, we're going to be diving into the role of music and sound in healing during times of crisis. Uh, some of you know of Dynasty Electric. They do amazing uh, sound healing, really ceremonies, you could say events and workshops, uh, both of them very in-depth in sound and music as well. And uh, they also have a YouTube channel also that you can hear their music or you can go to DynastyElectric.com if you want to connect in with them visually while we're having our chat. Hello, Seth. Hello, Jenny. Welcome. Hi, Michelle. We're so happy to be back on the show. Oh, I'm so glad. By the way, I want to let everybody know while you're on just at the beginning, you're, you're having something tonight, aren't you? Yes, we are, and I want to say happy Earth Day and happy new moon in Taurus, and of course, Taurus being the sign of Mother Earth, 
Um, yeah. We're doing a beautiful ceremony this evening that will include sound, some astrology, and also an Akashic Records reading by our friend Leah at the end. So it'll be a beautiful ceremony. It's 7.30 um, Pacific Coast and um, 10.30 on the East. Oh, that's Phoebe, that's Phoebe saying hello, by the way. <laughs> Is that a Stevie? Her name is Phoebe. Phoebe. It's our little golden doodle. She's seven months Phoebe. old. She just piped in and said hello. Oh, hello to her while she's sending healing love light. I love it. Oh, love it, love well, it. Well, blessings for Yoshi, and thank you oh. for sharing your story. We, it was just beautiful to hear, and I know you had been dealing with things for a while, mm-hmm. and so the beautiful altar and ceremony, and I truly believe that Yoshi is with you um, in every way. And so just sending you blessings. Thank you. You met her. That's right. You saw her, met her. <laughs> yes, I did in, in Vicky's yes. Garden. <laughs> in Vicky's Garden, the little sassy Yosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. So it's so amazing. I mean, the spiritual connection that we all have, you know. And may people be blessed to have more of it, for sure. So, Jenny, Seth, I really want, because I feel like right now people so, we always needed it, but right now, just to be able to tune in, tune out from what's happening on the mainstream or race consciousness uh, is so important in healing. I, I know I sent, when you did the sound bath on Facebook, I don't know when it was, how many weeks ago, I sent the link to so many people um, through Facebook and then texted it, and I got so many replies back. Thank you so much. I needed that. That was so beautiful. That helped me so much. You know, I feel more balanced, or I feel at peace now. Can you, both of you speak to that why the sound is so, why it worked, and why is it so important now? Um, it seems like it's even more important as we're in this time of more uncertainty. Well, you know, one interesting aspect of this time for us as sound healers is the transition from performing concerts strictly in person to moving into this online territory, which territory you know well with your podcast of offering energetic healing work through people remotely. And for us as sound healers, this is a a new phenomenon. And it's been really actually quite amazing for us to be able to offer our music and offer sound healing uh, to people across time zones, different states and different parts of the country, as opposed to just here in Los Angeles, um, reaching out to family and friends in New York and in Massachusetts and in North Carolina and and other places. And, And just to see how effective it is, uh, even with the limitations of the technology of, of microphones and speakers and uh, computers, that it's really behind the, uh, behind the music and behind the technology is the intention, the intention to create a, a space for relaxation and healing. And when we create that, that container, uh, even when we're broadcasting on YouTube or Facebook or different platforms, even if someone's tuning in, on a phone or whoever they may be tuning in, that it, really that is the vibration which they tune into. And that's why I really believe that uh, one interesting aspect of this time is uh, just how effective 
digital and uh, virtual healing is, uh, that we don't even need to necessarily be in person with each other, and that it's really expanded our minds in terms of of reaching out to people and and how we can affect people remotely. Just to add to that, we were speaking with our um, master sound healing teacher that we studied with years ago and asking her about her her online sessions since they're all online right now, her shamanic healing with, with sound and her other modalities. And she was saying that she was delighted to have the realization that the healings were even more powerful in many ways. And so I sort of thought maybe part of this time period on a collective scale is us developing those abilities really to transcend time and space within um, healing and energy exchange. And I thought maybe you'd have some interesting thoughts on that, Michelle. Uh, I think you're right. I mean, I started working remotely uh, in the 90s, late 90s. And my guide said that to get people more comfortable with the subtle energy, the interconnection of everything and everyone, to not rely on the denser and that people feel things. And I do see it as a, a you know, psychic channel because sometimes people say, oh, I want to work in person. I'm like, you know what? It's actually will prove to you more how accurate because I'm not relying on what I see except for what I see psychically like how somebody's dressed or what they look like. It's all vibration. Although I do get images, you know, sometimes people say, oh, yeah, I am wearing this green sweatshirt or whatever, you know, or I am doing this. But I think it also ties in, you know, obviously connecting more etherically into the subtle energy through the waves because mm-hmm. you're totally receiving that and it kind of proves to you over and over how we're interconnected. I know when I listen to your Sound center. Oh, we have a question real quick in the chat. Yeah, the, it's going to be on Zoom tonight, White Calla Lily. You can go uh, dynastyelectric.com. Is that the best place for people to sign up? Yeah, dynastyelectric.com with a K at the end. Um, I have the Zoom link for tonight's sound bath on, on the top of the page, right under the main okay. section. Ah, perfect. Because um, I know when that sound, when I did the sound bath that you had had, I had it was on my phone, and I laid on my mm-hmm. bed, my pillows around me, and I had the the phone right near my, you know, right by the pillow, and I and was, I think that's an oh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. I, I think that's an important part of it, just like you're saying that you were in your comfortable environment, in your bed yeah. with your pillow and your blanket, and uh, just perfectly uh, at ease in your environment. And I, I do think that the uh, public sound baths are a wonderful uh, community expression of coming together and experiencing uh, ceremonies together. But there is uh, something really special about being in our individual sacred space of our, our home and our bedroom, uh, which is actually another aspect of this quarantine, which has, uh, for us, has been actually uh, very beneficial, that spending more time at home and more time engaged in our spiritual practice has actually been yeah. a very enlightening experience. Mm-hmm. We're able, we've been able to spend more time walking in nature, spend more time with each other, and spend more time meditating, and spend more time developing our sound bath ceremonies. And so uh, we actually are just trying to take the, the healing vibration that we've been uh, feeling and we've been experiencing, and uh, through music, attempt to uh, create that vibrational wavelength to transmit to others. 
I find this time to be extremely liberating, honestly. Yeah. Don't feel the pressure to have to be somewhere. I'm kind of inward anyway. You know, I've been spending a lot of time on the mountains. Of course, you live there as well. Um, Mm -hmm. If I'm there or or I have a place also in the, I guess it's not really city, but suburbs, I guess city suburbs, but... (laughs) Yeah, I think, too, what I'm hearing you say, too, is it gives us all a chance to fill back up, especially those of us that do healing work and show up in that way. There's less of the pull of other stuff that is more mundane, so you can savor more and receive more, I feel, to, like, obviously heal, but also to to give more because you're, you know, you're, you're able to take that time I find and I'd love your take on this because people are are not out and about as much and there's less you know activity and maybe even less to some degree you know EMF activity because people are doing other things um, there's less interference somehow or dissonance I don't know how how you are finding mm. that if you could absolutely and it's actually it's wonderful that today is Earth Day and that one of the uh, one of the side effects of what's been happening is actually, uh, for example, we have been experiencing a wonderful, pure, clean air, which even up here in the mountains yeah. outside of Los Angeles, sometimes we get the smog even all the way up here at the higher elevations. And these last uh, you know six weeks or so of this stay-at-home time, the air has just been so clean and so pure. And we've also noticed uh, that the animals. We've been seeing more animals in the forest. You were talking about animals earlier, Michelle. We've seen three coyotes in the last week at different times. And also uh, many many more birds even. We always see a lot of birds, but they're even coming out more than usual. And uh, their songs, uh, you know, their songs are just as glorious as ever. And whenever we feel sort of overwhelmed by the, uh, the news or the public health situation, just going into the forest and engaging with the birds and the squirrels and the trees, that they are actually uh, happier than ever right now because the air is cleaner, um, because there is perhaps less uh, electromagnetic uh, pollution in the air. And so we, we've definitely uh, been, been feeling that up here. What is coyote medicine? Oh, coyote medicine is interesting. Well, it's the, it's the trickster. It can be learning, yes. which is perfect for this time, right? Because it's learning by the opposite or by what we think it is. Like, so thinking something is so bad, mm. there's actually something good uh, mm. in what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've really been feeling that. That's pretty powerful. I know we've had parrots around that have come back. Um, and I think that, you know, and I'm hoping there seems to be or that we keep some kind of schedule where everything and everyone isn't out all at once, you know, that, that maybe there's waves or cycles um, to our togetherness. Like is, yeah, it's a lot about, you know, having the space to, you know, take a step back and reexamine everything that's been happening um, in our lives, mm-hmm. like the circles we've been in, like the activity we've been in, and then maybe just holding on to those things or savoring or treasuring those things that really help us to be most healthy and in our divine purpose 
And then perhaps what are we letting go of? What do we not want to go back of? So it really is this duality, really astrologically, between Uranus and Saturn of what is staying the same, what are we um, going to continue with and expand upon, and then what don't we need anymore? What is so clear to us that, oh, yeah, this is not necessary um, so it is, um, it's got to be this balance of change and, and conserving that which is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that, this balance. And that the pause point is giving us this time to look and see individually and perhaps how we, how we live, how we interact with each other. And I feel like, like Seth talked about, you know, the benefits of, you know, being at home doing this, I think it's like it just opens this opportunity that even when things, because they will go back, I, I feel this is going to be cyclical, um, but mm-hmm. that, yeah. you, that people now know that you have choice. It doesn't always have to be in person or it's only real if it's in person or only valuable if I totally. touch you totally. or always see you, you know. I think it's going to mm-hmm. open um, – I mean, I know one thing that I've really enjoyed is sometimes just seeing – where people, um, I'm not like a big late night talk show person, but lately I've watched because it's been more interesting to me to see them at their house. <laughs> it's been more real. You know, oh my kids God. in the background, the dog running around, you know? <laughs> yeah. Michelle, I love that so much. I recently watched on YouTube, but it had been broadcast on all the major networks. Um, it's called uh-huh. One World Together at Home. It was that big concert that Lady Gaga organized. Oh, yes. And honestly, to me, it was way more interesting and elevating than like watching the Grammys or the Oscars. It was everybody yeah. in their like their bedroom and their studio isn't so real. Yeah. And I was honestly so elevated. Speaking of, you know, the role of music, I was so elevated by that that real connection and that eight and a half hours of just like Zoom calls with all these different people on all these different levels and all of the music. It was just really an incredible uh, event and, and, and music playing this incredible healing role of, of bringing people together. And I think I danced for two hours during oh, the last, wow. like, a couple hours of it, the Rolling Stones were on there, like all kinds of people, but it was literally just so much more real to me than this super slicked produced universe that we've that's kind of come into being. Yeah, which is so boring. This is a prefab, even like the, the talk show, you know, they've got this like boxy desk in between, and it's it's now they can't do canned questions and responses you know especially because technology maybe something goes wrong you know or, or you know oh, excuse me we got to go to this person now we got to do this or let me move or the lighting is bad and um yeah i think it's bringing some kind of genuineness or authenticity um mm-hmm. maybe perhaps i don't know your thoughts on this both of you that do you find with what you do that are you able do you feel like an exhale like Maybe you're trying things that you normally wouldn't do. I mean, I know you both normally kind of are very individual anyway and unique and listen to that voice inside. But how has it has it affected you to go beyond anything or try something new? Absolutely. It's certainly technologically, just the learning curve of live streaming and how to effectively get the vibrations of singing bowls and gongs, which are very um, unique sounding instruments, which 
uh, don't necessarily translate easily uh, in re with recording. Mm -hmm. And so just uh, technologically pushing ourselves to, how to, to capture the sound of our music and to write new music which will apply to this time. Uh, that really initially when the stay-at-home uh, condition began, uh, we actually underwent a really sort of a radical transformation where everything in our life that had been previously, uh, for example, every Friday night we had been performing at the Mystic Journey Crystal Gallery for uh, many years at this point, and then all of a sudden that was gone. The gallery is closed. Uh, we left our apartment oh, in Los Angeles. We're just living in the mountain now. We have our, our gong and our singing bowls and our instruments now set up in our living room here. And so we we really had to undergo this really radical transformation very quickly because it all happened so kind of suddenly uh, where right. it was kind of business as usual at the beginning of March. And then by the middle of March, uh, every, people, uh, lifestyles had changed dramatically. And so uh, now that we've kind of gotten over the hump of the learning curve of, you know, learning how to do a proper Zoom sound bath, um, learning, uh, you know, just how to do everything technologically, that now we're actually we're finding that, uh, you know, for example, at, even after this period of time is over, that we find uh, it really, really rewarding to do uh, a virtual sound bath. Again, because being able to connect with people across space and time and yes. not in person is yes. actually really beautiful. And so uh, we plan to continue offering that in some form, even after the stay-at-home order is lifted. I feel a oh, reconnection with home, you know, because we're from the East Coast and we've been out here on the West Coast for a bit. And so just reconnecting with all of our friends and family from Massachusetts and New York and Vermont and North Carolina and Florida has just really been extraordinary. It's like it's like almost like a reintegration of, of spirit of, of our journey and where we're from, just kind of coming into this beautiful, harmonious whole of expression. Mm, love that. Yeah, it does. I think I find it's very powerful, um, with, you know, doing – the remote connecting also because so many people can join from all over the city, state, country, you know, all over the globe. And it, it somehow brings more people together. And think about it, even metaphysically, you know, when we gather in this way, we're like these satellites, our signal gets stronger. And so we're, we're strengthening in so many more areas than just one dense area, right? It's like it's the, the light is, is radiating out even more. That signal is getting stronger and stretching out more because we're, we're actually, you know, in a way reaching more people. Mm -hmm. I find that pretty, pretty amazing. Well, um, and back to the, uh, uh, the, the concert that Jenny was talking about, the One World Together at Home concert, that it kind of reminded me of uh, the, the famous performance of Queen. I believe it was at Live Aid where they had, you know, millions of people tuning in and a lot of people at the stadium watching them. In this case, it was all done virtually. So you had perhaps between all the different networks, you had maybe a billion people uh, tuning in and watching. Wow. It. So you, you feel this, you feel that energy of this of collective consciousness of we're all having this shared yes. experience. And now just how powerful that is. 
and that it's actually and different because it's been so divided with all of the different streaming channels and networks and all the different ways you could get information has been a little more divided and something like this has brought it more together where more people are tuning into the same thing at the same time. Mm. Yes. Now, how does that, because the sound going out, um, and we've touched on this before, but the sound, the healing, I mean, it seems like it bypasses that thought barrier, you know, and somehow goes, goes into us or through us energetically. Yes? How would you describe well, that? That what we, you know, I was yeah, just thinking we earlier today uh, when I was beginning a meditation practice many years ago. That at first I was attempting to achieve a sort of state of uh, no mind, of no thought, and to achieve uh, this ideal state of nirvana through uh, the suppression of thought. And it was kind of like climbing Mount Everest without a guide or without ropes, without tools. That I was attempting to get to the final step. Uh, without any preparation. And so music actually became my uh, a very easy gateway to meditation for me because music is a, is a vibration which connects us to a kind of mysterious mystical energy. And so when I would close mm. my eyes and listen to certain kinds of spiritually elevating music that I would see colors and I would see geometry and I would have visions and I would feel an out-of-body sensation, and that I would experience advanced meditative states simply by allowing the music to wash over me. And it's, uh, it's very specific types of music which have this effect. It's music which is uh, created with the intention of achieving a spiritual state of consciousness. So one uh, example of a piece of music which did this for me at, when I was beginning to meditate uh, was A Love Supreme by John Coltrane, which is uh, mm. it, it's an abstract jazz piece about connecting to supreme consciousness. And when I, again, when I would close my eyes, I would just have these tremendous visions and feelings. And that it was actually these early meditations um, to spiritual music, which in, inspired me uh, to become involved in music myself. It, through these meditations that I would have, I found that my anxiety and depression were lifted. Uh, and it was, mm. only, I, it was the first experience I had of music as a kind of medicine. And what I found mm-hmm. was that uh, certain types of music in particular, again, with that intention behind it, uh, the music that at that time that I found was certain kinds of spiritual jazz music and then also certain uh, what we would call new age or uh, ambient music that some of this uh, electronic music would just put me into this transcendent state of meditation. And that it was later on I realized that by simply trying to meditate silently and suppress my thoughts that I actually didn't really get anywhere. It was through the, the instrument of music and allowing the music to just wash over me and to absorb my mind into the music and allow myself to have a feeling of unity or oneness with the music that I was ultimately able to achieve higher states. Like the music is opening the channel. So mm, for me, okay. when I write like lyrics, um, you know, it's, Seth is writing something or, or I'm hearing a melody, I actually can't, I actually don't write any lyrics 
unless I hear the music. It's when I hear the vibrations or experience the vibrations or channeling them, Ooh. that's when the words come for me. And so I think that even if people aren't aware of it, that's probably the case for a lot of people that it's like opening these channels. Because sometimes after a sound bath, people will be like, I don't know what happened. I had all these experiences on all these different levels and I wasn't doing anything. But it's literally just the vibrations going in and opening our energy centers and our channeling abilities. And on a physical level, sound. Sound waves having the power to, they're, they are invisible, yet they have the power to both physically penetrate the uh, physical body and also to influence the uh, psychological and emotional states. And then also I believe there's a metaphysical component to sound, which then influences us on a spiritual level as well. So that's what I was going to ask. So this, the sound, these waves, they are coming, they're Penetrate just like voice, anything does. Um, even if we look at something, I guess visually, we're always being, you know, penetrated. Something we're imbibing something. So is it specific? Because it seems to also be certain types of music, perhaps a certain, I don't even know, melodic or less melodic, maybe more um, certain notes that seem to bring us into that sense of healing. The body seems to be receptive. Absolutely. Is that, is that true? Is it is, okay? So each, well, it, the sound waves being invisible, but if we were to be able to see them, they would have specific geometric forms. And just as a certain sacred geometry, for example, because sound and light waves are intricately connected, a sound being kind of a denser, mm, slower, slower type waves. of energy, which can penetrate through walls and through bodies. For example, you can't necessarily see your neighbor but you can hear your neighbor through walls or uh, through doors or whatnot. And that the, the specific geometry of the sounds, some sounds will have a jagged geometry, which will be abrasive and dissonant and discordant and will uh, have a disturbing effect. Uh, other sounds will have a, a pleasing geometric formation. And this is when music mm. uh, takes on the quality of being meditative and relaxing. And then really it comes down to the intention of the creator because although we're working with an invisible uh, media, an invisible form, that uh, we can manipulate these invisible waves to create this certain geometry that will be uh, create a, a pleasing effect on the body and on the mind. And in the creation of our sound bath, we spend, you know, a lot of time and energy and meditation on our creations to really bring in the combination of sounds and frequencies and tones that um, bring about these peaceful and open states of being. Yes. I I always, uh, I find that it's a, I use myself as um, uh, for my experimentations with this field, that if I find it to have a pleasing effect on myself, that I know that since there's a unity of consciousness, that others will also uh, have that similar feeling. So like Jen is saying, we always are uh, refining our work by, by practice and by listening back to it ourselves to see what the effect is on us physically and psychologically. Mm-hmm. And making slight changes on tones and frequencies, always like fine-tuning. Okay. That sounds amazing. Oh, White Kalalo just in the chat just signed up. I just registered. So excited. You will love it, White Kalalili. Awesome. Will love it. Will love I'm excited it. to have you. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm just thinking as you're talking, it sounds like that there's sound formations. It's, it's like sacred, the sacred geometry of sound is getting implanted within us that has healing properties. It's the right configuration through notes. Almost like, what is it, cryometrics, cryometrics, the, the sound, you know, when the people blow up the sand, sand and it makes different shapes. Exactly. That's actually occurring on a cellular level when we're listening to music. That's what I was wondering, Seth. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Is it real? Oh, wow. Okay. And because we're actually not static bodies, uh, since even on a, a, a microscopic level, we're actually moving particles of energy. And so uh, when we are experiencing discordance or disease, that the cells and the energy is just moving in a discordant pattern essentially creating these uh, sort of jagged shapes inside of the body. And so music has the power of penetrating inside of the body and influencing the, the cells and influencing our energy to begin to harmonize and to move in those more harmonious geometric patterns. And so really it's through uh, repetition that we're able to influence the body more deeply. What we find is, for example, when we play a singing bowl over a discordant chakra, say, Say someone has a broken right. heart and that you'll, you'll play the singing bowl, which has a, a nice, pure uh, geometric sound wave to it. And that when that pure geometry uh, hits the person's disturbed heart, that you'll actually hear a fluctuation of the sound occur, where their discordant energy wow. is actually hitting against the, uh, the sound wave and creating a fluctuation. And by a repetitive toning into that center, okay. you're actually able to entrain that uh, heart center. Uh, the, you're able to entrain the sound of the individual and the energy of the individual to the more harmonic sound wave. And what happens is you begin hearing a smoothing out of the sound as the energy session progresses. Uh, and it's, it's really uh, quite an amazing uh, effect. That's what I just put in the chat. This is so amazing. I can't, so you can you can actually hear it then. There will be some type of dissonance or distortion, and what you're saying is further healing will then bring it back into that co coherence, resonance, uh, melodic, rather than, I don't know what that, harmony, harmonization then. It will bring the harmonization. Exactly, and it's really the first step towards, uh, towards healing. And really any, any disease is going to actually have a certain sound, since any disease is going to be some formation of cells, uh, mutating in, uh, for example, you know, disharmonious ways, discordant ways. And so that uh, there's actually is quite a bit of work done on using tuning forks in the human energy field. And that by tuning into any uh, part of the energy field, you can actually hear where disease is originating or hear where disease may potentially manifest. And by working on those areas, you can uh, potentially either by if you can harmonize the uh, disease on the energetic level, you can potentially prevent it from entering into the physical level. Once it's in the physical body, it actually is more difficult to dislodge, although sound is still able to be effective in this area as well. And is it literally moving things around then? It must be, like reorganizing, restructuring back into the original optimal health matrix or design. Absolutely. Just as you were mentioning, okay. the, uh, when, if you play a certain sounds and you have a plate of sand uh, over the speaker, that the sand will take certain uh, forms geometrically. 
and noise will create a scattering, uh, whereas harmonic and melodic music will create a certain ordering and a certain geometry. The same thing is occurring in the human body. Uh, and so by listening to certain kinds of music but that has that intention of, of creating a harmonic resonance inside of your body, uh, you can actually then, and this, is, this actually also explains why uh, when we listen to music, if you listen, it has so many different effects. You can, for example, you can uplift yourself and feel this tremendous joy from your listening to your favorite music. And it's an instantaneous effect that those sound waves enter into you and actually uh, physically change you and you feel uh, this blissful joyfulness. Um, mm-hmm. It's really, and I think that's another aspect of music in this time of, uh, of crisis is that in addition to relaxation and meditation and healing, that we can also experience healing through uh, joy and through dancing and through emotional catharsis. And then I've actually noticed an expansion of the uh, online DJs and dance parties where people are just dancing at yeah. home during this time. And I think that's really an important aspect too. And that, that actually, as we all know, dancing has this amazing effect on our health uh, as well mm-hmm. as listening to meditative music. So part of what I get by what you're saying is in, in a way it's consciously using music, using sound, knowing this, maybe I need something to pet me up, uplifting, let's get going in the day. Then maybe something that, you know, calm or center, you know, or end up like I did with um, that day with the sound healing with, with uh, you guys when I was listening by phone. And just, it's just one more tool in the toolkit, you know, one more thing that we have to live more, I think more consciously and be, you know, in tune with our own healing. Absolutely. When we, when we consciously think of music as medicine, it really opens up the doors yeah. uh, where we can all of a sudden it actually is a wonderful sedative and relaxant. Uh, so sound baths being a wonderful example of that. If you need help sleeping or to calm anxiety or to ease your stress, uh, it can also create energetic states of joy and bliss where we all of a sudden we want to dance and we want to express ourselves in a very joyous way. It can also alleviate psychological, uh, emotional distress and that we can feel a sort of catharsis, you know, for example, in listening to very energetic, say, punk music or music that allows us to release mm-hmm. feelings of anger or sadness. Yeah. And that really by being conscious in our use of music, we can apply it uh, to our specific situation. And that just as medicine can be incorrectly used, we should understand that sometimes music can actually be ineffectively used. If, for example we may be listening over and over again to music, which inadvertently is actually making us more anxious or depressed because of the lyrical content or because of the subtle vibrations of the music that if we are conscious and we realize that, then we can change our listening patterns, find another uh, piece of music that actually allows us to feel uplifted uh, or to ease our depression. So I really think that the uh, just awareness and consciousness is really the key. Mm-hmm. As to everything, but, you know, music is such a part of our, integral part of our life, um, and more and more sound. Um, we're out of time today. You guys come back anytime. Uh, let everyone know. So today, at what time is it? 7 or 7.30? You have the seven day sound Pacific healing. Time. Yeah, 7.30 Pacific, 7 30. 10.30 East Coast. Okay. 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 East Coast. Um, on Zoom, but you can connect and get more information by going to Dynasty Electric 
dot com, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y-E-L-E-C-T-R-I-K. So electric with a K, dot com. Oh, We've been talking with Jenny DeVroe and Seth Mysterica. Mysterica, thank you so much, um, Jenny and Seth, for being here. Thank you so much. Thank, thank, thank you so you, much for Michelle, having us. And you're welcome to come to any of the Zoom sessions as our guests. We'd love to have you. Oh, oh thank you. So appreciate it. Big hugs to you, too. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Blessings. Bless you. Blessings. Lots of love. Oh, my gosh, that was beautiful. Um, Angie, lost sound. Lost sound hugs. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Well, we're streaming uh, right now. So those of you that are in the chat, thank you all for being here. Uh, thank you for being a part of the journey on my soul path. It's been great to connect with all of you. Um, if you'd like to do the teleworkshop, this sacred ceremony, the shamanic workshop, Wakeful Dreaming, you can go to my website, soulplayground.life, or it's also on Eventbrite. It's this Saturday at 1.30 uh, Pacific Coast time. Uh, just to recap, our guests were Dynasty Electric, which is Jenny DeVoe and Seth Mesterka. And you can find out more information by going to dynastyelectric.com. And tonight on Earth Day, April 22nd, they have Earth Day Sound Healing on Zoom. Oh, everyone, lots of love to you. Continue to shine your light, share your insights, and, of course, keep away. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?